Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and let me hit you with some full disclosure. This is the second recording of this episode. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. It is. It's Monday, right? So what's going on? What's going on, coach? What's happening? It's Monday. You usually release these episodes on Friday, and I, and I have been releasing them on Friday. Last week, I did a three-part episode on Training for Chaos. And my podcast editor loved it. He said, hey, let's do another week. Let's do another three this week. And so I thought about what could I do this week? And what I decided was I'm going to do a, not a three-part episode, but you guys know I'm releasing a course on how to create more money, how to create a second revenue stream, right? How to start a, start a, hot, uh, start a side hustle, sort of like how to release your inner value, deliver your purpose, you know, that, that, that theme. And three of the topics that are in that course are time, value, and worth. And so I figured I'm going to talk about those three topics on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and this week. So today we're going to talk about time. Wednesday we'll talk about value. And Friday we'll talk about worth. Now here's the thing, guys. I'm going to talk about these topics. I'm going to kind of teach you on these. But what is in the course is going to be completely different than what I talk about now. Because really with these podcasts, I've got like 20 minutes. These courses are much, much longer, much, much more in depth. And the truth is, is that in courses, you it's much there's a lot more interaction. There's a lot more questions. There's a lot more you guys doing work during the um, lecture, during the webinar, during the engagement. And with these podcasts, I... I I'm, I'm more just want to kind of explain these concepts. So the reason why this is a second take <laughs> is because I spent, the, you know, I like to get these podcasts out to you guys in like 20, maybe 30 minutes max. I just spent 40 minutes recording the last one and I didn't even finish. Like I couldn't even get to an end. And that's the way I am with time. If you guys have ever been able to like talk to me, if you've ever done like a, a consultation call or you know, if we've ever, uh, you know, met up out, outside of uh, the Zoom, outside of the computer screen, and if you've ever breached the concept or the topic of time with me, then you know, <laughs> like, I can get wild with time. I can get abstract with time. Time, it fascinates me like crazy. Like, I'm, like, I love time. I love thinking about time. I, I'm kind of, in, I kind of like following in that Einstein way of thinking, that relativity of what is this thing? Like, how do we, why is it so strange? Like, what is it so difficult to understand? And, and when we think about it, it seems like the more we think about it, the more we actually apply mental effort to it, the less we understand, the more strange it becomes. You know, that whole ignorance is bliss. Like, the less we know about time, the less we think about it, the more we can just kind of fall into it and just be, be around it. But when we start thinking about it, it's like, what? is this right this is crazy it's insane so i love time and i can get crazy with it so this is the second episode like this is the second take second recording and i'm really going to try to br bring myself down give you guys some um, information about time and then if you really want to get wild if you really want to go down the rabbit hole of time with me then there's lots of ways to do that you know you can join the spartans we can do that you can jump jump uh, sign up for a 45 minute consultation and we can talk about time and how you view time and all that uh, 
But for this podcast, guys, I want to talk about a little bit about the model and I want to look at time and how it what it is and how and how it's really going to serve you uh, because time is really the most valuable asset we have and, and really it's the only thing we can't get more of all right it's so fascinating that way because everything else we can get more of everything else we can manifest we can bring from the future into the present and then we can have it and we can hold it in the present we could kind of like we can kind of like have a, have a magnetism around it. We can have an attachment. I don't say attachment like um, mentally or emotionally, but we can have like this magnetism around stuff, like this computer, right? That I'm recording this podcast on. Like this is I'm I'm kind of I have it, right? It's in my life. It's around me throughout time. Like as the present passes into the past, it, it the the computer doesn't disappear. It's with me from moment to moment, from present to present. So we can always have more. We can do that with stuff and money and people. Like the things around us can be with us in the present. But the present is never going to hold. The present itself, time itself, slips away into the past. It's always moving. We cannot get more of it. We are aging right we're moving into the future as it becomes our present and falls into our past but here's the thing even though we can't get more of it what we can do is manage it so that we can create more within the time we do have which is again i know that sounds like an, a paradox that is an alpha paradox it's like time is objective time is neutral 60 minutes for you is 60 minutes for me. That's always the same. But here's the alpha. Like here's the alpha uh, the alpha state on that. Within 60 minutes, we can manage that 60 minutes so that we can create more within that 60 minutes. So it's not the time. It's not the exterior time as a construct in its absolutism. It is the way we manage our mind around time so that we get results from time. It is a mental construct. It is a mind management uh, theory that we use in order to create. So here's the definition, right? Time is the indefinable continued progress of existence in events that happen in the present, slipping into the past from the future and regarded as a sum of its parts, right? Looked at as a whole. We look at time from life to death. So piecing that apart like that's what time it is it is indefinable right we cannot define it we cannot observe it and it is a continued progress of existence that is your life right that is what you do we continually progress through time we continually grow as we exist that's so beautiful right and i think that it's because of that that we want more of it right we want more days, years in our lives because we want to see that continual progression. We want to continually to see what happens next. Now, a lot of times we're not consciously creating what happens next. We're just allowing time to just deliver and just we're unconscious in it in that beta condition. But when we understand more time and we actively go out and create it, we see that it is valuable. We see the power of that. And what is that value for you? Why is time valuable for you let's get into the model i want you guys to see the model because i want to spend some time with this one because i think that this one's really going to open you up to recognizing 
how time really is neutral. But so for me to do that, first of all, I, I, I'm going to remind you of the five components of the model, which represent the universal truth. I've talked a little bit about circumstances already. Guys, circumstances are neutral, right? With all the stuff that's happening out there with the pandemic, for example, you know, the C, the pandemic, that's neutral, that's objective. That's that's the thing you want to know. Time is the same. It's neutral, it's subjective, but it's also the gift. The circumstance is not just neutral. It's not just objective. It's not just happening outside of our body. And it's not just out of our control, but it's also happening for us. It's not happening to us. We are not victims of our circumstance. We are not victims of this pandemic. We are not victims of time, right? Whatever is in the sea line, we are not victims of it. It is not happening to us. I want you guys to know that in addition to it being neutral, in addition to time being neutral, it's also happening for us. Time is our gift. Whatever is in the sea line is a gift for us. And I know that that can be difficult to understand because sometimes we look at the, our sea line and we... Uh, sort of integrate it with our emotion and we think it's bad. But the truth is, guys, it's like that kaleidoscope. And if, <laughs> and if you're under 30, you may not know what a kaleidoscope is. But I've mentioned it before on my podcast. What it is, guys, is like it's like this this changing of geometric shapes and colors that you turn. You look through this cone and you see in the other end sort of like a uh, like a like a magnifying or like a like a um, uh, like binoculars, but it's a one, right? So it's just one of them that you look down and you spin it at the end and it changes, like it changes geometric shapes and colors. But we look at all these geometric shapes and colors and we don't think of them as better or worse. Like as we change the kaleidoscope, it's not better or worse. It's just different, right? We just kind of watch it and change it. It can be entertaining. Um, it, it was entertaining before the digital age, right? <laughs> it was entertaining before TV came out. But what was cool about it was that, yeah, I mean, it's just constantly changing. Like, oh, look at those shapes, look at those colors. But there's not that judgment that we have around circumstance. Like with, 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 our, with our life, we judge those shapes and those colors, right? We're constantly saying this is better, this is worse, this is good, this is bad. But circumstances are not like that. Those are our thoughts. The same way we have those thoughts about the kaleidoscope, the kaleidoscope itself is just a constant change, a constant flux that is happening for us as a gift. So that's what the sea line is. That's what our circumstances is. Now, our thoughts don't always match that. Sometimes our thoughts are, this is bad, we resist. Sometimes our thought, this is great and wonderful. But our thoughts are what creates our subjectivity. It's our thoughts that when we practice, they become beliefs. And when they become beliefs, they give us the emotional experience. Now, the emotional experience is the feeling of in our body. It's the cellular vibration. That is what makes life good or bad because of how we feel. And it's always just a cellular vibration. So those are three components of the model, right? We've got the C, the circumstance that's neutral outside of you and for you. We have the T line, which is what you're thinking about the circumstance. And then we have the feeling that you get when you think those thoughts about the circumstance. Our feelings drive our actions, right? So our organic machine, our body acts because of the cellular vibration that it feels that comes from the thought that it thinks and believes. And all that is choice. We get to choose that. That's our power. That's our volition, right? That's our free will. We get to choose how we want to think. We get to choose what we want to believe so that we can create the emotion to drive our actions. The reason why we do that is because our actions give us our results and our results determine our life and our belief system, right? Because we create our belief system with our choices of thought, but then we reinforce that belief system with the results that we get from our actions. 
So let's look at this as an example of time. I want you guys to look in generally, you can look generally at time, put time in the C line generally as like this construct, or you can be very specific about it and say one day, right? We're going to look at one day or one hour, 60 minutes. So whether you're looking at time specifically or whether you're looking at it generally, it's all going to be how you think about time that creates your results. If we look at 60 minutes, let's say we're given 60 minutes. Our boss says you have 60 minutes to complete this task, right? Like that's the thing. That's the circumstance. My boss says I have 60 minutes. So now I'm thinking 60 minutes. And my thought is that's not enough time, right? My brain goes to that's not enough, <clears throat> right? That glass is half empty. I'm looking at the glass that's sitting there on the table. It has water in it, right? That's the 60 minutes. That's the neutral thing. But my brain says that glass is half empty. My brain says I don't have enough time. 60 minutes is not enough time. Now, when I'm thinking that, oh my gosh, maybe I go into straight fear and panic, right? My boss says you got 60 minutes to do this. Maybe I'm feeling stress, fear, panic, and all of a sudden my actions are freak out, right? I totally freak out. But maybe it's not like that. Maybe I'm thinking I don't have enough time to do that. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, it's just a, a thought and said that like a, like just more, more calm. So instead of freaking out and feeling panic and fear, I just feel like a low level stress, like just a little bit of hum of like, yeah, okay. Whatever you say, sir, like, or ma'am, like it's not going to happen. Right. I don't have enough time. Now you may not say that to your boss, but that's what you're thinking, right? Ah, okay. Whatever. I don't have enough time feeling stressed. Now here's the thing. You may think that that stress or that panic or that fear, or whatever you're feeling comes from the 60 minutes, right? Or maybe from the person even like, cause then there's the blame. Oh, that person, I can't believe they were only giving me 60 minutes to do this. Like they're, they're out of their mind. Like there's the blame, but you're thinking that maybe the stress or the fear 60 minutes, I only have 60 minutes. How am I going to get this done in 60 minutes? You're thinking it comes from the time. That's the beta condition. The beta condition is I'm feeling stressed out because of 60 minutes. But the truth is you're feeling stressed out or fearful or in panic because you're thinking 60 minutes is not enough time. It's coming from the thought, not from the circumstance. Okay, now I'm going to get back to that in a moment because there may be some pushback on that. But let me, let me go into the, what the action. So if you're feeling panic and stressed, right, then your actions are not going to be efficient. Your actions are not going to be calm. They're not going to be clean. They're not going to be, you're not going to use that time effectively. You might procrastinate. It might be that if your thought is, well, I'm not going to get it done in 60 minutes. You know, there's no way I'm going to get it done the way I want, right? That's the perfectionist delusion. I'm not going to get it done perfectly in 60 minutes. I don't have enough time to get it done in a way that my boss is going to think I'm the man in 60 minutes. That's perfection. It's not about the value of the product. It's about what my boss thinks of me or what people think about me through the through the product, right? So I, I'm not going to get this task done in a way that's going to shine amazing light on me in 60 minutes. So I'm going to go procrastinate. I'm going to do something else. And I just don't have enough time. That's procrastination, putting it off. The other thing we do is buffer. And sometimes buffering is we don't even know, right? Because sometimes you might say, oh, okay, <clears throat> cool. I'm just going to go to the water cooler. I'm going to get some water. Or I'm going to go to the refrigerator, right? I'm just going to get a snack. I'm going to get a handful of you know, almonds or, you know, I'm going to go get an apple from the refrigerator, whatever it is, right? That's buffering. And you may not even know it's buffering. Or I'm going to go watch the next episode of Cheers, right? I don't have 60 minutes is not enough time for me to do this. So I'm just going to go ahead and watch TV right now. 
I'll get it done later. I'll get it done when I have more time. <laughs> right? Like that's the move. And it's a buffer, but you don't even know it's a buffer because you're like, it sounds to you like a fact. Like it sounds like your brain is telling you that it's a fact. Like I don't have enough time is not a thought. It's a fact to you, right? To your brain. So literally your brain's like, well, I don't have enough time to get this task done, but I do have enough time to watch this episode of Cheers, right? So I'm going to go ahead and buffer with TV. I'm going to go and watch this episode of Cheers. And then when I have an hour, when I have an hour and a half, because I can't get it done in an hour, when I have an hour and a half, then I'm going to do this, right? And that's that buffering. It's like, I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel stressed about this, having this hour of not having enough time. This, you know, my brain, what my brain is telling me. So I'm just going to buffer, go watch Cheers, which is going to give me that dopamine, right? That pleasure is going to make me feel better about not doing my tasks, about not having enough time, about me thinking I don't have enough time. That's where the dopamine, that's where the buffering comes in. Now, the result is that my tasks don't get done, right? The tasks remain incomplete, which is great evidence for your brain. Because then your brain is going to be like, see, look, tasks didn't get done. I told you you didn't have enough time. I told you in the beginning there wasn't enough time. And of course, we didn't have enough time. And the, the evidence is that the tasks aren't done. Well, this is the proof that we didn't have time. Look, right? See, the tasks are not done. And the reason is, is because we didn't have enough time. That's, that's why. So your brain is going to reinforce that thought, right? It's going to reinforce the belief that there's not enough time by you looking at the result that the tasks didn't get done. It's not because of 60 minutes, but your brain's going to tell you that. Your brain is going to tell you that the tasks didn't get done because there wasn't enough time. You're, you know, you're going to go to your boss and you say, you say, why is these tasks not get done? Why is this result? You tell me about this result. Tell me why the tasks aren't done. And you're going to tell him or her, you're going to tell your boss what your brain told you. 60 minutes wasn't enough time. That is not a fact. That is a thought, right? Your, bo your boss may say, you had 60 minutes. That's the fact. Why was it not enough time, right? Because then we're getting into like, okay, so tell me more, <laughs> right? Like, why was it not enough time? And this is where you, we get into productivity. We get into efficiency because it's not that it's not enough time. It's just that your brain was telling you that. And that was the result. Now, again, it doesn't have to do with your boss. It has to do with you because when you take this course, uh, how to create your side business, how to create more money, how to live your purpose, there is no deadline. There is no boss. There is no thing out there saying, have this done in 60 minutes. There's just you and you. Your boss is you. Your boss is your alpha state, right? And your employee is your beta condition. And from the alpha state, your boss says, okay, I want this done in 60 minutes. And your beta condition then has to say, well, Am I going to run this unintentional model of I don't have enough time, feel stress, go procrastinate and buffer? Or am I going to run this intentional model? And this intentional model looks like this, guys. You're not changing the time. We're not changing the time at all. We'll keep it at 60 minutes. But instead of your brain telling you that 60 minutes is not enough time, you tell your brain that 60 minutes is plenty of time. Now, Stop right there, coach, right? <laughs> right? Stop right there, Mr. A. How are you going to tell me that 60 minutes is plenty of time? I, I'm telling you it's not enough time, right? Because that's what your brain says. Your brain believes it. Now, a couple things are happening. Number one, it's like we want to make a move from that I don't have enough time into there's plenty of time, but we're not just going to slam that, right? We're not going to force that down our cognitive throat, right? We're not going to say, yes, you believe that you have plenty of time. I know you don't believe it, but you're going to believe it because you have to believe it, right? We have to make this change. We can't keep living this way. That doesn't work, right? 
we need to make the shift to neutral. We need to accept our current thinking, make the shift to neutral, and then into the thoughts that will serve us, right? That's the whole ladder, ladder thoughts. And you can go back and listen to some episodes and some teachings on that. But before that can even happen, you have to accept that I don't have enough time is a thought. If I tell you that 60 minutes is enough time, and, but your brain is telling you that it's not, right? Let's, we have, a, we have a, a task, right? Task X that we have to do, and you're given 60 minutes to do it. Your brain is going to tell you that task X cannot be completed in 60 minutes. And I'm telling you that that's a thought, right? I'm telling you that we have plenty of time. You're saying we don't have enough time. But because you believe that we don't have enough time, because you believe that task X cannot, like it's impossible for task X to be completed in 60 minutes, then if I even offer the thought that we have time, that we have plenty of time, that I can complete task X in 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you're just, you just like laugh, right? Oh, that's ridiculous. You're being silly. Prove it. I can't believe it. That's impossible. You're being delusional. You have no idea what you're talking about. You've never done this before. I'm going to, and again, your brain is going to start saying all these other thoughts, which was the list of thoughts I just gave you about why your beliefs are facts about why there is not enough time, which is not a fact. It's a belief that your brain has convinced you is true. And now you're trying to convince me that it's true. So the first thing we got to do is understand that I don't have enough time is a belief. It's not a fact, right? It's the glass is half empty. Look, the glass is not half empty. You're just choosing to think that there's a glass there with water in it. That's the fact. You're looking at it as half empty. And you want to try to convince me that it's half empty. But I'm telling you it's not half empty. It's just there. Time is just there. 60 minutes is that. That's what we have. You're telling me it's not enough time. I'm telling you that there is. But that's the move. And it's not me telling you that there is. It's me telling you that I think there is, I believe there is. And because I believe it, I'll run a different model and you can get to this model as well. Because when you think that 60 minutes is enough time or the time when you have plenty, whatever it is, whatever's in that C line, whether it's generally time or specifically 60 minutes, you think that's plenty. You're going to feel differently. You're going to feel abundant, right? You're going to feel like, yeah, I can get that task done. Absolutely. That's plenty of time. I can get done in half the time. And that kind of feeling will drive a different action. You're going to be acting in a way where you're planning. You're planning how you want to use that time. You're using it effectively. You're using it efficiently. You're creating more time because you're planning ahead of time and because you're because of the way you're using time. You're not out there buffering or procrastinating or freaking out. You're simply, yeah, we let's go to work. I got plenty of time to do this. Let's just get it done. Like this, we have the time, right? And it's a completely different feeling. Now, look, you may be acting that way anyway, right? You may be thinking there's not enough time. You may be feeling stressed and you may be out there using the time anyway, right? You may be at deadline. Like, oh my gosh, I have 60 minutes. I'm at deadline. But here's the thing. Even if you're out there using time, even out there using getting the task done, you're feeling stressed while you're doing it. You're still feeling that emotion of, I don't have enough time, feeling stressed out, and then trying to slam you know, your actions that sort of like force times distance to get the tasks done while you're feeling panic and stress. You can still get it done feeling calm and abundant, bro. That's what I'm telling you. It's like how you use your time, your motor actions, how you manipulate your organic machine 
you can still get it done. I know you have. I know we've all used willpower, right? We've all had hit a deadline, used willpower, and felt exhausted afterwards, right? And then we blame our project or our job for feeling tired and fatigued so that when we go home at night, we sit in front of the TV because, hey, I'm feeling, I've sit in front of the TV. I've worked hard all day. We haven't worked hard all day, right? What we've done is we've thought about how hard our work is all day. So then we feel mentally exhausted and we go home and we want to relax, but we're creating that feeling. So certainly we can do the work from a place of stress and from a place of like, you know, high levels of effort and, and, and anxiety. But then when we're done, we've just burnt out all of our willpower and we're mentally and emotionally exhausted. And then we blame our project and task, like I say, because then we like, oh, I just want to relax. My job is so hard. But that's not the case. We could just as easily think I've got plenty of time, feel calm and abundant and effectively use that time so that by the time we're done, not only do we have more time to spare, but we're not feeling so exhausted and fatigued so that then we can go home and play with our kids or, or we can run a second business or, uh, you know, hang out with our wife, you know, take our wife on a date night, whatever it is, we could do something where we have more energy because we're not thinking, man, my job is so hard and stressful and exhausting. Now, the result of that is I complete and create new things, which is going to reinforce my thought, I have plenty of time, right? Because when I create and complete new things, that is reinforcing all of that cognition. It's reinforcing that belief. That shift is the process of coaching, right? That shift is the move. Time doesn't change. 60 minutes is 60 minutes. Two people given the same amount of time, one person thinking I don't have enough, the other person thinking there's plenty, are going to use, you're going to see a different outcome from that 60 minutes from those two thought patterns given the same exact circumstance time doesn't change the way you think about time will change your experience and results with time and that's what i got for you today guys the truth is i can continue to i mean this is 25 minutes Brothers, the last, the first recording was 40, right? I could go on and on. I could talk about time being a format of distance that we only measure time through forced, you know, how we, how we travel, right? Covering space. But I don't want to go through all that. I just want to give you guys that model and understand that time is not, time is a mental construct. Time goes in the sea line. Time is in your mind. You get to determine what time means to you by how you think about it. It's like money, right? Is money the root of all evil or is money the path to opportunity? And depending on whether you think one or the other is going to be whether is going to be determined how much money you have. If you think that money is evil and it makes people bad, you're probably not going to have a lot of it. If you think that money creates opportunity, then you're probably going to aim to have more of it. Same with time. If you think that there's not enough time, then you're not going to have it. There's not enough of it. There's not enough to go around. I don't have enough. If you think there's plenty of it, you're going to use it. You're going to create with it. You're going to plan with it. You're going to be effective with it. And I'm going to go through so much more. I'm going to talk to you guys so much more about how to use your time in a way that serves you and the world in the course. But that's what I got for you today, guys. If you want to know more about time, if you want to know more about the course, if you just want to have a question, if, you, if you're at home with time and have questions about how to not buffer, how to not procrastinate, how to get using your time in a way that serves you, 
go to thealphamalecoach.com and, and sign up for a free 45-minute consultation call. I'm going to tell you guys now, at like 70, I guess 77, 78 episodes in, those consultations calls are not going to be free forever. Uh, my my schedule is very starting to fill up very very fast and so those consultation calls if you want to book those if you want to get if you want to understand and recognize what causal coaching is and how it's the how it really is all problems or thoughts whatever you're struggling with is only because of the way you're thinking the way you're thinking is what you're struggling with it's not what's happening you're not struggling because of what's happening out there it has nothing to do with money or jobs or viruses it has to do with what you're thinking. If you really want me to show this to you and prove this to you so that you can use this tool to change your life, then sign up for a 45 minute consultation call, right? And we'll go through that or just join the Spartan Academy and start your education, start your training on cognitive mastery today. Because the more you develop your cognitive mastery, the more your quality of life changes. It's not about circumstances changing, guys. I just told you that. It's not about having more time. 60 minutes is 60 minutes. That's not going to change. What changes is your belief system. What changes is the way you think about 60 minutes. What changes is the way you think about other people. The way What changes is the way you think about yourself and your value. It's all about you, my friend, and it's all about your brain. The stories your brain is telling you about you. You're in control of that. That's the great news. That's the beautiful news is that you get to control that. You get to control your thoughts about time, thoughts about money, thoughts about relationships, thoughts about yourself. You have the power and that's what I want to show you and teach you in the academy. So go to thealphamalecoach.com, sign up for a consultation call, or just enroll in the academy. Get started in your training. Get started in your cognitive mastery today. And if you do have any questions, you can sign up for that call or you can send me an email and, we, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll answer your questions. Because the world longs for what you have to offer. And we're going to talk a lot more about that, my brother, on Wednesday. We talk about value. So until Wednesday, my friends, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.